So, uh, so Dalton, it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's an interesting time period. We are in the, the middle of March of, of 2020, um, for the first time, uh, in any time that I ever knew about the NCAA's wrestling and basketball are shut down. Yeah. Uh, professional sports are suspended for a, a short amount of time. Um, celebrations, you know, St. Patrick's Day parades and other celebrations, uh, weddings and, 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 and church events are, are, are closing down, you know, or, or shut down temporarily. Um, schools are closing for two weeks and for some schools they are closing for up to four weeks in just some of the neighboring states around here. Um, uh, I know that you were obviously impacted as a re- as a wrestling coach in the program. Uh, the state's kids tournament was was canceled, you know, and uh, and I think in the midst of all these things, right after we get through the disappointment of being entertained um, or the disappointment of someone's disrupted my plans, <laughs> someone's con- you know controlled what I'm going to do this weekend. Um, the reality, though, is that there are some uh, some of our population um, that are in a pretty vulnerable state. Um, meaning uh, individuals that are elderly, individuals that uh, uh, even though there hasn't been any fatalities of young children, um, I imagine uh, ladies who are pregnant or kids that are babies or toddlers that get sick, I imagine that's pretty concerning. Or other individuals that have compromised immune systems um, are pretty concerned about what's going on. Uh, what What are some of your thoughts uh, about just one, you know, just – from a standpoint of you know that kids trained uh, and 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 these young adults trained for these events, and and now they're not going to be able to compete, and it may be their senior year, maybe their last year to compete in the NCAA's or whatever. Yeah. It is. Well, just with with the sports aspect, I mean, this happens for somebody in sports every single year, mm-hmm. whether it's an injury, whether it's a loss of a family member. You know, there's always some sort of situation that happens to somebody yeah. that takes them out of their plan, their yeah. original plan. Yeah. Um, in wrestling, you, you know, you have injuries, you have skin diseases, right? Certain yeah. things like, uh, that can take you out of, of competition. What's interesting about this experience is that it affected everybody at all levels, right? And, um, you know, and immediately you see a lot of uh, entitlement of, mm-hmm. like, this is not fair, this has to be fixed, or, you know, stuff like that, and, uh, you know, as a coach, the message is always the same, it's like, you deal with the adversity that comes your way, Mm -hmm. Um, you don't act entitled, you are grateful for the opportunity, and then you're grateful um, that there'll be, um, you know, the, 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 yeah, I mean, mostly grateful for the opportunity to play games that um, are not real, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, at first, you know, I wanted to yell at everybody because <laughs> at the moment that it happened, right, it happened pretty quick or whatever. And uh, so, you know, immediately you're, you're, from my standpoint, it was immediately I saw a bunch of people feel entitled about an event pertaining to the kids wrestling tournament that didn't matter mm-hmm. right like um, it matters to the kids in their emotional state right now but perspective will change that in a matter of months or years or you know whatever but um, yeah so I, I immediately felt that when it came to the the, the wrestling uh, 
kids tournament. As far as a collective, I think it's a great opportunity to continue to teach what we're always teaching. Mm-hmm. Deal with the adversity. Right. Um, focus on what you can control. Um, prepare for the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. And have courage and strength and trust uh, in the process that you believe in. Right. Um, and that's where I'm... I'm spending my energy and focusing on, and I right. think, you know, hopefully families and, and programs and athletic programs and stuff across the country start focusing on those simple things and understand that no matter what you, uh, th- whether you thought it was a real threat or not a threat or whatever, um, the reality behind um, the opportunity existing in the first place, right. you know, uh, is something to be grateful for, not take for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good opportunity to teach perspective, I think. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting about even non-medical people. So let's just look at that. Non-medical people, non-research-based people sitting back and making comments about if it's a hoax or not, if it's real or not, if it's really life-threatening or not. People have died. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. So that's almost an aspect of ignorance in itself, that someone who isn't even in the profession, sitting way up in the top uh, seats of the bleachers, making comment about something that's being done. It's real. Now, how impacting will it be? We may never know because of the prevention aspects that are happening right now. It's kind of like me doing the SOS stuff, the shatter of silence regarding suicide. Uh, If we don't have any more suicides, does that mean that I'm making too big a deal about the awareness of what leads to suicide? Um, Because now there's no more suicides. It's, you know, it's a, it's an interesting, always interesting, you know, perspective of, 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 of a type of response. Now at the same time, I don't necessarily have to go the other way and think that it's uh, Armageddon. You know what I mean? I think for certain individuals, it is their private Armageddon. You know, it is their private uh, individualized um, end times. But for the overall masses, I don't necessarily, I think it's something that we need to recognize because we don't know what it is. What's our responsibility to the people that we do know and the people we don't know. Yeah. Just the fact that I, because of my health system being strong, I may not be uh, vulnerable to, to, um, to fatality through this, but that doesn't mean that I wouldn't necessarily carry it to someone who, who is vulnerable. And and that's a, I think that's a, a responsibility that, that I have and what would be the reason why I wouldn't do that? Um, be, because someone's disrupting my plans. <laughs> you know that that I think is is a uh, an element. Like the the last night, I uh, got the message that where I work out closed, right? And and interestingly enough, prior to that, I was going back and forth because. Monday morning. That's when I, I train and that's what I'm supposed to train and that's what's on the schedule. And I was going back and forth if I should or shouldn't, uh, rationalizing why I should. And then when I got the message that the choice was taken from me, 
you know, that, that it was, I, I wasn't going to be, have the opportunity because it was closing at 10 o'clock on Sunday night. All right. What's yeah. the alternative? What am I going to do at home instead? And I did a morning workout. I did a morning meditation. You know, uh, I just did my workout at home instead of going to the gym. Yeah. What may find out that I may do that from now on. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, what you brought up was interesting about the idea of choice. That's that's a huge aspect of um, order and chaos in the mind, right? Mm-hmm. The illusion of whether it was your decision or you're not or not your decision. And, uh, yeah, like once, once it's no longer in your decision, that's when people tend to, um, overreact or, or not trust or get defensive and make up stuff. Um, as far as the medical stuff, I think it is fascinating that people, uh, that, I mean, I have a, I have a degree in exercise science and a primary focus on, nutrition, wellness, performance nutrition, you know, mm-hmm. anything involved with what you're eating and how it affects your body. And the amount of information, disinformation, um, people that don't know information acting a certain way, um, it's a, it, that part is kind of alarming to me. And so when the situation comes like up like this, is, well, I've definitely seen that before. Um, people assuming that they know, even though their behaviors, uh, prove to be otherwise, um, you know, people still smoke cigarettes, even though we know what, 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 um, the impact on pulmonary and cardiovascular. And so human beings, I think are just interesting when it comes to that type of stuff is, um, it's easier for us to, to claim things that we don't understand or know to be fake or inaccurate or something sure. like that. Well, and I think my guess is that many times either an over-exaggeration of something or a denial of something really comes out of that basis of fear. Um, the fear of what could happen if, if, if this doesn't happen, and then the fear of I don't want to be fooled. As if at the end of the day, it's going to really matter. I mean, it, yeah. it it doesn't really matter. You can't be more prepared than you can be prepared, and then and and then to not prepare at all, right? Or or say that uh, that you were oh, see, I I I I was fooled too. I'm like, I guess that I I think those are both driven by the equal amount of fear. So just different ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Well, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, because we've spent this, you know, you know, a year and a half talking about this and actually you and I longer about this idea of Joseph Campbell's, the hero's journey. And we talk about in the hero's journey that we go from a, a normalcy, a, a, a normal, uh, a familiar, and then we, we get invited into um, a different realm. And in this particular case, right, we knew that this was coming. We were told that this was coming um, because of what was going on in China and we were in what was going on and not, not just in Asia, but also in the Middle East as well as Europe. And, and, then, and then when it does happen in the United States, we're surprised, um, interestingly enough. But we, did, we definitely got thrust over the chasm and when it started affecting our everyday life meaning schools closing early um, restaurants not being able to dine in or bars not being able to dine in at those at those establishments 
that thrust us over the chasm. Our world will not be the same, even if it is only altered for two to, you know, two to plus weeks. It'll it'll shift. We have to do something different. Let's tell me what your thoughts are because we're now in the dark night. We're, yeah. It's already happened. We're in the dark night. What what are some of your thoughts about? from uh, from that aspect of being in the dark night or in the woods, um, part of the hero's journey? Um, yeah, I think it's a great opportunity for people to think about their philosophy on life, their system of operations, and then uh, really step into the trusting aspect. And mm-hmm. this is where we were talking a little bit before this, is I think if people take this as an opportunity to think about um, their core spiritual and philosophical beliefs of of their life experience and then start to step into that and trust that. I think that's a good opportunity from this mm-hmm. um, because this is just a reminder that we're all going to die. Mm-hmm. And knowing that life is kind of in that balance of um, vulnerability mm-hmm. is that time where you're very uncertain and mm-hmm. and so it causes you to really think about that uh strength and courage right in those moments i think of um you know what we talked about it also is like stepping into the training mm-hmm. you know you need to be calm and you need to be strong um and courage, right? We've talked about this. The The pathway to courage is continuous acts of courage. Yeah. So in the moment at the grocery store or on the road or, or wherever you're, you're at and your emotional response is telling you to do one thing and your, your, your strength and your courage is causing you to do the other thing, that's one step in the right direction for the rest of your life that I think this opportunity kind of gives. Um, I think it's also a need, uh, a, a true reality around leadership mm-hmm. and the lack of one. Mm-hmm. The lack of leadership in a lot of the areas of our life, right? Mm-hmm. There's very few people that we can point to right now that we can go, um, yeah. We're going to do these things this way because if we do these things this way, these outcomes will happen. Great. Let's do that. Um, Right now, it's a lot of uncertainty and people are pointing fingers. Trust them. Trust them. Trust them. And uh, so, yeah. Well, I think from what I just what, what just came to me when you were just speaking is I think of two different types of leadership models. One is personal leadership model. And then we have leadership mile within um, an organization, within a you know a community leader or a business leader or something like that. But this idea of of, of a personal, we are the leader of us. It, it, this yeah. is this is our individual journey. How are we um, leading ourselves? Um, and in the midst of this, you know, of 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 the opportunity because decisions have been made, sanctions have been, have been placed for the greater good. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't fully grasp the, all the shutdowns 
in the in the closing and in slowing down the slowing down the spread of the virus until I listen to someone explain it. Yeah. You know, and really break down what's the logic behind it. And I think there is a, a great element in leadership why as I'm watching some of these um, politicians and, and some of these medical uh, leaders is that they some of them I've been listening to they they recognize that they may not be right with doing this but they know that they have to make a decision based upon the logic and yeah. the information that they have and that was one thing that I saw so in the midst of the NCAAs getting canceled for wrestling people were immediately going uh you know, let's reschedule them. Let's uh, let's go. Let's have them. Let's host them on our own. Like let's go rogue and stuff. All because they wanted to see that that event happen because right. it's a really ex- it's a really special event for the people that have been a part of it for True. the years, right? And um, I was thinking like, how insane, right, of a group of people to contradict what we know to be true, right? As as a wrestling coach, I'm trying to build a system of operations, a a hierarchy of leadership, people to trust and uh, behaviors to do, right? And here we are trying to defy the leadership, mm-hmm. trying to defy the system of operations because of our selfishness, mm-hmm. right? And that was just a metaphor for a, a, a team, mm-hmm. right? We wouldn't, we wouldn't appreciate one athlete on our team going rogue and ruining the plans um or or disrupting the the plans yeah Yeah. disrupting the team unity yeah Yeah, because of their own selfish needs and so i thought that was a interesting awareness around the idea that um those things are coming out um well and i think that because you have to trust somebody and 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 i i you know, I was in the same, like, what is going on, right? Like, and then I listened to somebody who is really intelligent. Um, I forget his name, but he, he was very unattached uh, f- from choosing. He was very open about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this guy's making a lot of sense. And now I understand it better. Mm-hmm. And obviously with everything, you have to be open to having further. You have to admit your own ignorance to something so that you can search for a potential uh, information. Right. Well, and I think that's, a, I think that's a great point during this time period is, is, is being open to the idea that I don't know, and then seeking out information of where it may come from a credible, credible standpoint. So what's a credible standpoint? Um, here's an acid test for me of what a credible standpoint is. When a leader's own asses on the line based upon the decisions they're making that increases their credibility to me. Yeah. Not only do they have they done, I'm assuming because they're on the line, their decisions going to have consequences for them. If it's the wrong decision or a way wrong decision, that means that person puts some thoughtful, <laughs> they have, they have some skin in the game, right? Yeah. And because they have skin in the game, there's a greater possibility they're not doing this flippantly or they're not doing it from from uh, uh, covering myself, right? That, that they're doing it out of intention. And there's some big decisions being made that are affecting, um, you know, millions plus 
billions of trillions. dollars. Yeah, tr- yeah. I mean, the estimate. I just watched a video where the estimate was if like a, a flu outbreak. This was like the Bill Gates thing, and he said trillion, three trillion dollars, I think. Mm-hmm. But we'll see how those things all work out. Yeah. Well, and I think the idea that the biggest takeaway that I have, and it's again, I keep going back to this idea that we are bigger than ourselves. That we're we're I'm saying let me say it again. We are part of something bigger than ourselves. That that yes, we have responsibility of self care and, and and of our managing our own mind and emotions and things, but we are part of a bigger system. You know, we have um, been have, have this have this idea that um, you know we don't have responsibility to to Mother Nature's responsibility to the environment that that someone on the other side of uh, of the state or the other side of the street, let alone the world, I don't have a responsibility. You know, we have a social responsibility. The fact that I could be carrying a virus that could potentially harm someone else to the point they may not be able to recover. I don't have a right to take that, take that on myself. Right. So I have to, um, be aware of that, be aware of, 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 of that piece, you know, and minimize that type of thing. The other thing that I thought I think is an interesting thing right now, we, we, and we've talked about it maybe the last time we were together was how divided, um, politically, and how siloed certain businesses have been up until this point. And now there has been um, um, more uh, individuals coming together. Um, that we have uh, the traditional conservative Republicans doing very democratic uh, programming right now. Um, and the Democrats are helping in that process. Um, because crisis causes that to happen, right? It forces us to get out of our own agendas and do what is the right thing to do. And, um, and I think that, in a lot of ways, is the opportunity that comes in the midst of this darkness and crisis, um, questioning. You know, it's, I, I went walking with the dog yesterday um, because when I really looked at the band, you know, the, the, the wasn't banning me to the inside of my house because there was a time period after 9-11 there was fearful that were we being attacked in 2000 and 2001 and so you almost wanted to stay inside your house during that time period um but last night yesterday walking the dog recognizing as i'm walking the neighborhood there was no one within six feet of me. <laughs> I was in fresh air. I was um, breathing in, feeling the sun um, as I was doing that. I was recognizing there's other things that I can do that now I'll have the opportunity to do. It'll force me out and, and force me to grow outside of my, my normal pattern. Yeah. Any, any last thoughts as we just end this piece of the segment? Because we'll be having these conversations, I think, over yeah. the next couple of weeks. No, I, I definitely think there's so many uh, positives. I mean, that book that you haven't read, right, that's been oh, sitting yes. there. Yeah. It's a great opportunity to read that book. A podcast that you haven't listened to. Um, all of those things are potential opportunities right now to slow down. I mean, Kylie and I were joking that everybody is actually just – getting a taste of how we live on a daily basis sure. because our lifestyle permits us to be um, 
a little simpler. Mm -hmm. And so this is definitely an opportunity for people to notice how busy they are. Mm -hmm. And uh, where that busyness comes from is a, is maybe uh, where people need to spend their focus. Sure. Why run away from the book that you want to read? Why run away from sitting with your uh, loved one and having an interesting conversation? Like, why do those things? It's a great time yeah. to do those things. Yeah, great, great time and opportunity to do that, to um, recognize that we're all connected, recognize that our self-care is what's going to most uh, allow us to be resilient and, and persevere through this because the stronger our self-care is, the stronger our immune system is going to be, the stronger that we're going to be able to be if we do get the virus, um, and the stronger that we'll be for our fellow neighbor. Dalton, thank you. As always, it's uh, uh, interesting to have conversations and spark certain thoughts. So.